0: ho ho ho! to everybody listening to us today this is me ashley from this Gameware, and the other guy
1: it's chris that was horrible your hello ho ho you sounded so Uh, insincere
0: the one time that i try and join in with your nonsense at the beginning of these podcasts and it's awful it just sounded you say he sounded
1: like a a divorced dad trying too hard with his kids well i am not if nothing else (laughs)
0: yeah it's what it's what they say to be honest that is somewhat thematic uh with regards to really? what is going on with me right now yeah yeah, yeah to some extent i'll yeah, i'll explain if you don't if you don't cotton on as to why that is thematic um i'll explain what i mean um i might sound a little bit muffled uh so apologies for that that will end within moments hopefully it's christmas chris it is and you and we're doing our christmas episodes and i've got
1: a christmas game for you yeah it's your turn this week and you've left your camera off for a reason you said will become apparent on uh, during the episode so i'm assuming that's linked to what the game's about
0: it is yeah because it would be exceedingly obvious what the game is if i was on screen but you'll get that in a moment you you dressed for um, Santa? I, I, no, I'm not. I've, I've got to make some excuses or say sorry before we start. Right.
1: I mean, this is the way all good podcast content starts with an apology. <laughs>
0: yeah. So last week you did your game, Crusader of Senti. Yep. And I lambasted you quite hard for coming with presents for me, or for you, as yep. they were, that weren't related to the game.
1: Right. And you've done the same. You just bought yourself a present.
0: No, I haven't bought myself a well, yes, I have, but also I've made a present. Uh uh-huh. Clue, clue. But they're not related to the game. Reason being, and I'm not going to go into why, but I've changed the game that I'm doing. All right. Why? So I've got presents for you that are related to a previous game that I was going to do. And then <laughs> right. about two days ago, I started to wonder whether I should just do a different game. So I've changed the game. So you're getting presents for one game, and we're going to talk about a different one entirely. Great.
1: I mean, there's... Perfect, absolute perfection.
0: So, I'll give you the presents momentarily. One of the presents, the most obvious present, is also actually somewhat related to the game. So, I've done reasonably well. Okay. But I'll, I'll explain. I'll, I'll show you. Let me just. Yeah. Right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna start my video now. Right. Okay, and that will be the moment that you see your first present. Are you ready? I, I'm and it in. is also this one is a clue to the game. Still, are you ready? Yeah, as rare as I'll ever be. Okay, three, two, one. Can you
1: see me? I just see a black screen. This is very anticlimactic. Oh no, there we go. There's a, a nice festive scene with a crackling fireplace. Oh, hang on, no. Ah, oh. what have you done? Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> How are you? There's you, with a you really, me now? There's, there's you with a really awful Spider-Man mask on.
0: Hey! what are You, you, got, you like, like it? I made like it. A, a cape or something. I no, Well, that's actually a blanket because it's a bit chilly in my house. So totally <laughs> related that. I was
1: part of the costume.
0: <laughs> I was being a superhero. You're well, not like, I being a You know, like the, the ghost of Christmas present
1: from uh, from the <laughs> Muppets Christmas Carol. Just a really gone it, wrong version. <laughs>
0: <laughs> one that, one that's on too much eggnog. If you've identified me, then it can't be that bad.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, Spider-Man's pretty and iconic in terms of the mask.
0: I made it. I made this for myself, but I yeah, haven't I could, I eye holes tell. in, because I thought it'd ruin the aesthetic. <laughs> so, I can't see anything that's going on. Right. I had to do some very careful setting up <laughs> to make sure this could work. Making sure everything was lined up and stuff. And I'm sort of feeling my way around. So... What do you think the game is, or, or was going to be, based on what you've seen so far? So, so uh, we're not doing Spider Man. We're not doing Spider Man. That's correct. Great. However, bear in mind this is this is still a clue to the game that we're going to be doing. Now, I did also get you. I haven't wrapped it up. I did also get you that. Can you see that? No, because it's doing the see-through
1: thing because of your little green screen thing behind it. It's just I can just. Ah. Oh. Are you joking? No, I'm not joking. I'm taking the mask off. <laughs> Hang on. Oh, no, I can just... Oh, that's a bit easier. Glimmers of it are coming in. It's uh, Spider-Man to the Spider-Verse.
0: Yes. Yeah.
1: Yes, it is. Great film. So I got, you, I got you that. Do you have it already? I don't. And I love it. So it's an amazing present. So thank you. You're welcome. Rumours that the, that the live-action Spider-Man 3 are taking a, a cue from it. Have you seen those?
0: Yes, I have. Yeah, that Toby Maguire and, yeah. and Andrew, Andrew Garfield? Yes, are going to be in it as well.
1: Yeah, and Doc Ock from Spider-Man 2.
0: I quite like my mask.
1: Right, going back to your mask. Yeah, I mean, not having eye holes is kind of important. uh, Yeah, but it ruined... Whatever a Spider-Man can do.
0: If I would put holes in it, it would have
1: looked worse (laughs) than it does. I mean, it would have looked worse, but it would have functioned better. So you've got to take the rough of the
0: smooth. So we're not doing Spider-Man, although that is what we were doing up until two days ago. Right. Have you any idea what we might be doing? Well, it could literally be any other game, couldn't it? So, no, I don't have any How? How idea. How? could it be any other... No, because I said to you, the mask is a clue. Oh, okay. The mask okay. is still a clue. Any ideas?
1: Mask. Is it something to do with coronavirus? And any you're on a topical bank?
0: <laughs> no, what? why would I choose something Simply. related to the coronavirus? To <gasps> Is it Majora's Mask? Yeah! I was... I, you see, I've got a, this game where uh it's this game where blah, 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 uh thing lined up but you it is still do it so, well done you've got to do well, it. Got to no i'm format. not going to you've got to this is the format this is the christmas format just because you forgot what it was god
1: right Majora's so it's
0: majority's mask it's, it's majority's mask. mask uh it's a game that i got for christmas in 2000 which is when it was released it was released november 17th uh, 2000 in Socrates, uh, europe Nineteen ninety-eight, I think it was, or ninety-seven. Yeah, I think ninety-seven. I thought, I thought the uh, yeah. they came out a lot closer. That's why
1: I queried that. It feels like there was only like a, a year between the two of them, or something.
0: It was, a, it was a, November seventeenth came out uh, in Europe. It was April in Japan, so mm-hmm. that was the first release worldwide. April in Japan. Um, the game, actually, you sort of alluded to it already. The game was made uh, in a year. Jeez. Yeah. So. Really, really speedy turnaround. There was a big old hoo-ha apparently between Miyamoto, Shigeru Miyamoto, and Yoshiaki Koizumi, who um, ended up making this game. Miyamoto wanted to make like a master. The ma... what what ended up being the Master Quest, we I think, was what he wanted to make. What's the Master Miyamoto? Quest? Oh, Master Quest is like a remixed, harder version of Ocarina of Time that oh, was subsequently okay. released on the GameCube. Right. You've not seen that one?
1: No, I've never heard of that. So I didn't
0: know. Right, I've actually, resistance. I've got it upstairs. So right. um, maybe he'd be interested or maybe not. I don't know. That was what he wanted to do. He wanted to make that. And then Koizumi said, no, 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 Let's let's make a new game. Miyamoto didn't think it could be made done in a year, and Kozumi said, no, it can be done in a year, I'll do it in a year, and he did. Even to the point where actually Miyamoto, I think, from what I've read, he came to Kozumi, he said to Kozumi that he could have a bit more time, and Kozumi was like, no, no, don't need more time, gonna do it in a year. Cocky.
1: So should we maybe, for the handful of people that are listening that don't know what Majora's Mask is, I mean, we've not mentioned the series it's from. No, I haven't actually mentioned...
0: So it's Legend of Zelda. It's the follow-up to one of the biggest games of all time, one of the most popular games of all time, Legend of Zelda Ocarina of Time. Majora's Mask was made in a year. It recycled a lot of, in fact, pretty much all of the assets in ocarina of time crop up in majora's mask in some form or another which is one of the reasons that they're able to turn it around so fast it was using the same engine and for the most part using the same assets but it did a lot with them so people that get sad about games reusing old material reusing old assets this is like an argument a big old argument against those people that moan about asset flipping because it takes all, all of the stuff that existed in ocarina of time it reutilizes them repurposes them into something which is widely regarded now as one of the best games Mm. ever. You know, a lot of people cite this as their favourite game. A lot of people cite this as better than Ocarina of Time, which is saying something because that that frequently tops, like, critical polls of the best games of all time. So the game itself is quite different, actually, I think, to Ocarina of Time. That was fairly standard for anyone that is into their Zeldas. That's fairly standard Zelda fare. It sort of set the template for all 3D Zeldas going forward. Majora's Mask took the dungeons it's like groundhog day if- yes it absolutely is yeah. so that's one of the things that i was gonna compare it to as well so the, it took the idea of dungeons and it sort of put them to the side and it implemented this time system where you have three days to save the world the world being a place called termina this doesn't take place in hyrule you have three deck three in-game days which totals about 45 minutes to save the world and if you don't save the world, the moon, which is a big old got a face. scary faced moon, yeah. yeah, crashes into the ground and everybody dies. I mean, that actually does happen. This Cheering. is quite a bleak take. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> For Christmas. Yeah. Um, this is quite a bleak take on Zelda and quite dark. It's also the sort of thing that people seem to be wanting from Breath of the Wild too. This sort of Majora's Mask style darkened take on mm. on a world that sort of kind of exists before it. Have you played Ocarina of Time? I believe that you've played it, but not all the way through.
1: Yeah. The only time I ever played Ocarina of Time was when I got the 3DS remake in 2011, when I got my 3DS. Yeah. And And you weren't taken with it. No, I got about eight eight or ten hours into it and just wasn't really that interested at all and gave up because I wasn't feeling it. I think it's because I understand everything that the game did and can appreciate Mm. it, but because in the or 15 years between it coming out and me playing it, games had taken those ideas and done them better and improved on it. Yeah, I, I wasn't one of those people that played it back, back in the day at the time, when I yeah. think it would have been a completely different story. Mm. So therefore, not having N64, I've never played Majora's Mask at all, because I know that had a remake on a 3DS, but because I've been bitten it by has. the Ocarina of Time remake, I, I never dabble with Majora's Mask. I, the only stuff I know about it is, it came out when I started getting a monthly magazine uh, in the UK called Computer and Video Games and they were really all over Majora's Mask when it came out so I know like the imagery and that the whole moon with the face on and it always felt yeah. like Majora's Mask was almost like the, the emo cousin to Ocarina of Times
0: you know I don't think it is that really. is it not
1: that was always the feeling I got so maybe that was incorrect no, I-
0: I think it's a much more interesting game than Ocarina of Time. I think Ocarina of Time did what it needed to do in so much as it, it set down the foundations for 3D adventure games yeah. uh, in the same way that Mario 64 set down the conventions for 3D platforming games. Absolutely. And Majora's Mask then kind of, they, they, It felt like they were let off a leash. It feels like they are totally off-piste here because they invent and innovate in ways that certainly I've not experienced or certainly I hadn't experienced when I got this game. And it made for... At the time, actually, when I was I was 11, I think, or 12 when I got this game in 2000, Christmas 2000, and at the time, it was quite an overwhelming experience, not least because it created a lot of anxiety, like gaming anxiety, because of the time frames that you were dealing with, yeah. but also it, it had this quite, can't think of the word, it Sister. had this quite hostile tone, yeah, it felt like the world was... Against you. Yeah, in a way that other games that hadn't... So I, I suppose a comparison that maybe people wouldn't jump to straight away, but I this is how it made me feel. I've said before about not being able to play horror games uh, like Resident Evil and and Project Zero and things like that. Yeah. This gave me the same feeling, but not quite to the same extent which is dread yes yeah there was a definite air of dread every time I picked up the control to play this and I had to sort of build myself up to play it really yeah really again for people that have played Zelda I know again that you haven't played Skyward Sword but the the next time that Zelda made me feel this way was in Skyward Sword when you have to collect the tears I think they're called uh from these twilight zones or whatever they are Uh, where these weird knights chase you around if if they spot you. That's how being in the world of Termina in Majora's Mask made me feel every time I played it. Right. To such an extent that I never actually got too far. I think I did a couple of dungeons, but I was so nervous that I wasn't going to do things in time and that I'd lose the progress mm. that I'd made. It was a real weight, <laughs> mm. which I think speaks volumes.
1: I don't think it's something that Zelda games have done since, either. They've always felt a lot more upbeat. I think, guess that's what I'm getting at when I say that this is the emo cousin, so the Z- mainline Zelda series. Yeah, but then
0: they did try and take on a more serious tone with Twilight Princess. Right. That was I one Reket into It kind of backfired, because people... Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah. I'd say that's more the emo uh, version of Zelda than even the Majora's Mask. Majora's Mask actually feels quite weighty at times. It deals with some quite interesting things, which we'll get into maybe in the second half. Mm-hmm. This is another game as well, Christmas Present. So the year before that was when I got my Game Boy and Pokemon Red, and I mm-hmm. found it and played the life out of it. Yeah. This is a game that I... My mum and I were sort of in a an arms race, really. Only a hide-and-seek arms race, but an arms race nonetheless. Right. Of her hiding my presents in various uh, obscure okay. places and me trying to find them year on year. 1999 was definitely the most successful finding experience because I played it for weeks and weeks and weeks, that mm. Game Boy before Christmas. I found these. I think she went for a different tack. She hid it in the dining room, behind a mirror.
1: <laughs> what, takes so, to the back of the mirror?
0: No, it was just the mirror that was propped up oh, at an see. angle against the wall. And she it was in the corner of the room. She hid it behind the mirror. It was this. And actually, I got this and uh, Donkey Kong 64 mm-hmm. that Christmas. Good combo. Do you know why I got Donkey Kong 64? I've got Can no you... idea.
1: What do you mean? Because so that, that came game, with the, the Rumble Pack or
0: something. It came with the expansion pack, and the they are two of three games that required in order to play them. Uh, that required the expansion pack.
1: What was the third game?
0: So the third game is one that I already had. It was a bumper year, two thousand. Yeah, it sounds for like for the N sixty four and for me. I don't know how I ended up with these three games in the end, um, but the third one was the Perfect Dark. Oh, okay. I was twelve. Perfect Dark is eighteen, and right. I that's, I had Perfect Dark. That's fine probably yeah it's fine I had perfect dark and one of the reasons that I ended up getting Donkey Kong 64 was because I needed it for Majora's Mask and I needed it for for perfect dark and it was the cheapest way to get it with Donkey Kong, cost £35. For the game and the expansion pack. For the game and the expansion pack. That's Do you pretty know? reasonable. So it is, yeah, yeah, considering I think that Majora's Mask at the time cost £50. Jeez. Yeah, and I think Perfect Dark either cost 50 or 60
1: but I remember when Sonic 3 came out and that was retailing at 60 quid. 60 quid for a Blooming Mega Drive game. Crazy.
0: Yeah, exactly. It's The cartridges were the excuse that yeah. was given for the N64. There was a rumour, there persists in fact a rumour, that Donkey Kong actually was packing with the expansion pack because it was built with it in mind but then there was a bug that they couldn't get rid of and that only happened if you didn't have the expansion pack. So wow. they had to pack it in in order for the game to work. So That's a
1: good rumour. Just an interesting aside, yeah. So was this hiding... The games that your mum did was this an unspoken thing between the two of you? Did you ever address it or was it something? It was.
0: Just, I mean, everybody hides Christmas presents, don't they? Like I've hidden yeah. mine from my wife. She doesn't know where hers are. Yeah, but you,
1: you said that your mum changed where she hid them every year. Do you think she yeah, wised up when you knew that I
0: kept finding? Yeah, right. absolutely. She she knew I was finding them. It was a bit of a self defeating thing. This because obviously I'd asked for Majora's Mask. It wasn't one that mum just went out and found for herself. I'd asked for Majora's Mask and then I found it weeks and weeks in in advance, weeks ahead of Christmas. But because it needed the expansion pack, I wasn't able to play it. So I knew where it was. I knew that I could look at it any time I liked. Mm. And I knew that I also couldn't play it without cracking into Donkey Kong 64 and making it really obvious. So I just used to... You used to look at it and just gird your loins in anticipation. Yeah. yeah. I just used to get it out. After get coming from school, get it out and hold it and look at and it. And the longingly. game. Have I right? Uh, Jesus Christ, Chris. <laughs> God, it's Christmas time. You're supposed to be couthed. If that's a word, I'm just
1: thinking about N64 as well because they came in cardboard boxes. You wouldn't really yeah. be able to crack them open on the sly, would you? Unless you were really yeah, they were careful. really difficult
0: to. They they were in um, they were in cellophane as well, so you uh, had to open the cellophane. But because of the width of them, it was very difficult to hide the fact that they'd been opened. Yeah. Um. So not not that I tried. I definitely didn't try. No, I'm, I'm
1: thinking about when I got Sonic and Knuckles for my I think 11th birthday, and that for some reason, was in a cardboard box and it got so dogged and battered, even though I tried really hard to be careful with it. It just got so mm. scrumpled up and it was just horrible. And I'm just imagining that's what happened to N64 boxes.
0: It was quite difficult to keep them. I found it quite difficult as a young man to keep them in good order, which why I think I've probably got about seven out of the 15 or so games that I have that have still got their boxes. Space Station Silicon Valley is a game that I got with my game uh, with my N64, and that the box when I received that was already flat as a pancake. So, right, not everybody made the effort to keep them well. I think people viewed them the same way that they view like if you get a new stereo, you don't necessarily hold onto the box for that; you just throw it out after a few weeks or whatever. Yeah, I guess so. And I think some some people considered game cartridges as just packaging. Mm -hmm. rather than a way to store them so yeah i think that's what's going on
1: so last week i told this story about going to my grands and wanting to play on soleil and behaving like a sport little brat you said you had a a similar story or is that for spider-man yes Ah, (laughs) so i should have i
0: should i should have said that at the at the top shouldn't i No, so that story is gonna have to wait for another year (laughs) (laughs) okay we're gonna have to wait for that story because it's yeah, it's related to Spider-Man and the games that I got the same year as Spider-Man. Fair enough, fair enough. So yeah, that will have to wait. The last thing that I'll say about this game, one of the reasons that it came with the expansion... Or one of the reasons it required the expansion pack was because it was actually supposed to release for the 64 Double D. Do you know oh, okay. about that?
1: Yeah, I remember picking up yeah. when I was about probably 12 when this game came out in... Like curries or something. There was this little free magazine that was basically just promotional stuff, and and I remember reading about that in there. And like, oh, here's these amazing games that could gonna come out for the 64 DD, and obviously it never happened.
0: Nope, never happened. Came out in Japan, and there was some quite interesting looking games. This was one of them that was supposed to be on there. I think Donkey Kong 64 actually was supposed to be on there as well. It was like a floppy disk. So without being a floppy disk drive. Donkey Kong 64 DD. That just sounds horrible. It does sound pretty bad, but I mean the, the console extent, expansion thing was called the 64 D. so hmm. there we go. That is what it is. It supposed to come out with for the 64DD, and that was why it was quite an ambitious thing, and also why it used the expansion pack. The expansion pack gives some uh, advantages to Zelda... Majora's Mask that Ocarina of Time didn't have like there's less fog in this game you know okay. like fog of war that stopped the yeah. obscure vision you can have more objects on screen and so on so think just technical things that aren't really of interest in terms of how the game plays mm-hmm. it, I mean I suppose it runs a little bit smoother as well if, if I'm gonna nitpick so yeah that is the game that is the game and you know, like I was gonna say in a nutshell but in a long rambly <laughs> uh it's fine when was the last time you played this game recently actually so I didn't finish it I still haven't finished it, if I'm honest. I didn't get terribly far when I had it as a young man, but since then, I actually re- purchased it on the wii u even though i've still got it upstairs and i replayed it on the virtual console right and i got a lot further than i got to the beginning of the stone tower temple which is the fourth and final temple okay. dungeon even
1: is this is a long game is it shorter than ocarina of time
0: it's longish i i don't know off the top of my head how many hours it would be i'd probably well, no, guess it's, at about
1: 20 it's quite a lot ocarina of time I, there's no it's how long it's a piece of string isn't it depends how long you spend doing all the yeah, side quests exactly. and
0: all that. yeah yeah well this game is side quests but we'll talk about that in the second half okay should we crack on then? Yeah. Yeah, let's go.
1: Wow, that was
0: unexpected how do you mean it was what do you mean a dark zelda i liked it well i tried my best i I was a bit rambly in the first half a bit nervous for some reason i think (laughs) i tried my best to set that up for you it's a it is a very dark tone yeah
1: and you did but i wasn't expecting to be that dark i thought oh yeah all right whatever but yeah even from the the n64 logo at the start and then you had majora's mask itself zoomed in to you with this really sinister chuckling noise it would yeah, straight away, I felt on edge.
0: Yeah, it does a really good job of setting mm. its stall from the very beginning. And I hadn't actually realised that playing it myself. It was only really when you pointed out that they're doing it right from the start. They don't want you to necessarily feel all that comfortable. Yeah. Even before the title screen, which is interesting.
1: And the clock, the ticking clock in the game itself, I was mm. I just had this sense of dread an unease that, I would, that time was slipping through my fingers and I, I couldn't do what I was supposed to be doing, which during the bits of the game we played, that was fine because there were bits where I was just ambling around waiting for time to run out. But then when, there were some bits where I had to do a certain thing by the end of the second night and just having to rush through to get things done before that time elapsed. It really did. It was such a, an unusual experience
0: for a Zelda game. Absolutely. A, the, a game that springs to mind that gave me similar sort of anxiety feelings is dead rising did you ever play dead rising on the xbox no no it has a similar setup it has a similar system where if you don't do certain things at a certain time on a certain day you miss the opportunity so you're going around this mall trying to save people from the zombies and it might pop up in your diary that so-and-so needs saving and right. you maybe have a couple of hours or the next day in order to get over to where they are and to save them from their particular problem. Otherwise, they actually they die and you miss your opportunities to, to help them. Right. It's the same here in so much as everybody in Clock Town, which is the main of the world termina Mm -hmm. everyone in clock town is on their own routine they're all going about their lives and over the course of three days they'll be in different places doing different things and you're supposed to there are 20 different quests which doesn't sound too many in the era of red dead redemption 2 and and all that where there's and witcher 3 and these massive massive games but 20 quests all unique stories to be told some bigger than others admittedly but all fairly interesting in in one way or another i think yeah and you have to know where everybody's going to be at certain points in or learn where everybody's going to be at certain points in that three-day routine in order to hit the beats of the stories and and complete these quests to then get masks that then will help you to do all the quests yeah you just it's, have um, it
1: i think that's what that's how i felt the game is designed to be played i mean this was obviously Released in the era when the internet and walkthroughs and so on were in their infancy. But I think it's Mm. a game where you'd, they would want you to play through the clock town and almost follow each character just to make notes and sort of say right at this point yep. at this time the character is doing this and repeat that for every single character so you could then see sort of map out a timeline for how the the town works and i really like that because it created a, a mm. genuine sense of this being a living breathing town rather than mm. just with NPCs who were just stood there mulling around to go and yeah milling around them. that was a genuine like, it felt like a bustling town. I, I really liked yeah. it. Yeah,
0: the NPCs, the actual models, I was pointing out to you, that person is from
1: mm.
0: Ocarina of Time. That person is from Ocarina of Time. But they're not the same characters. They're all been repurposed. They've all been taken from one context and put into a completely new one. Mm-hmm. Gives this really weird experience for anyone that has played Ocarina of Time. And frankly, anyone that was going into Majora's Mask in 2000 is probably doing so because they loved the first game. If you are one of those people, you're going to see these characters that you're familiar with from the first game and think that you know what to expect from them. And then yeah. all of a sudden, one of them is an observatory tower bloke and a couple that are, were, are in love are running this weird game in the middle of town and so on and so forth. So again, it's that adding to that jarring effect of the game. And then yeah. you you mentioned a character who
1: was a boss in the in Ocarina of Time that's now a... Yes.
0: Yeah, so that's actually a pair. So there's Twin Rover, who is a boss in Ocarina of Time, or they are. They're a pair of sisters who are witches, and right. they fly around the boss level, and you've got to knock them off their brooms or whatever. In this game, in the woods, you meet the first one you come across in uh, the Mad witch's shop or something the hag's potion shop or something like that isn't it i can't remember even though I've just done it the hag's potion shop you go in and she's stood there and it's it's one of the the sisters the witch sisters and it really knocks a year for six if you're familiar as mm. as i say with Opera of time you're sort of like whoa because not only is it an npc from that game it, it's a boss battle <laughs> you know it's a it's one of the bosses from the game in this yeah. really toned down scaled back context uh, yeah it puts you off balance and that happens throughout the game and that's one of the reasons that i like it so much to be honest mm-hmm. because it constantly puts you in a state of unease yeah definitely But without going so far as to have zombies chasing you yeah it's <laughs> yeah. not for the most part
1: you mentioned getting the literary references in that the first bit it has you tumbling down this well, I suppose. And it was like yeah, into a the hole. opening of Alice in Wonderland. So it, straight away from the start, you're sort of being presented with, yes, yeah, this this might not be quite reality as you know it. And adds to exactly that, that ease yeah. of su- surreality. Mm.
0: And, and actually, and, one of the th- again, I, I've just outlined how characters are all used in different ways. So the way that they were in Ocarina of Time. And you pointed out, actually, that is to some extent like The Wizard of Oz. Yeah. Where... Characters from her life, her uncle and so on, they were repurposed as characters in the fictional world of Oz. Her, um, like, and I don't think that's an something. accident, actually. Yeah, no, I,
1: th- I think that's on purpose. Because again, Wizard of Oz is a, a classic touchpoint, cornerstone for that sort of thing where it's things are not mm.
0: quite what they seem. yeah absolutely so to go back then to the way this game works it's got these 20 quests it's got these 20 quests and they're all of varying different sizes i pointed out to you the boy at the very beginning in the mask in the uh like fox mask Mm -hmm. um He is actually part of one of the longest quests, which involves him and a lady. Andrew and Cafe, they're called. The boy is Cafe and the lady is Andrew. Strange name. That quest takes place. There are several different beats to it, to that story. And they take place throughout the whole three-day cycle to the point where there's a moment at the end of day three where you are basically moments away from the the moon hitting oh, and their story is wrapping up yeah exactly or even just just saying that it's making me feel uneasy yeah so it's it's really interesting that that's the the experience that you get for because one that's the experience I was having with the game all the time having this moon bearing down on me mm. uh, especially with that quest which is long and not always that straightforward to sort of get your head around but two that is kind of the linchpin to understanding what they were going for with this game so uh, Miyamoto and Kozumi when they were making the game they attended a wedding together of a colleague i believe it was a colleague at the time north korea were sending live missiles flying over the south of japan right and there was this sense they say at this wedding that they were constantly up right just right on the edge of being killed by these unseen missiles over their heads they came back from the wedding and that into the game. And that's one of the reasons that you've got the moon O- because... overhead all of the time because there was a constant threat. Wow. You have this constant dread that they're trying to build up because that's how life was for a lot of people in Japan mm. late 90s because North Korea were being antagonistic. More than antagonistic I guess flying missiles over your head and that's where specifically Andrew and Cafe's story comes from as well because they are sort of thwarted lovers. One of them has been put under a spell and that stopped them from being able to get married and there's this countdown to the, to the end of days. Right. They are living apart but longing to be together and not knowing how to get together. And then in the final moments, they are, I think they do get married. I think they, they certainly get brought back together. You as the character brings them back together. And there's this like bittersweet moment where you get to see them in love, but also on the verge of death. Because they are really... getting married, and then you know that they're literally moments away yeah. from it all being that's that's bleak, isn't Obliterated. it? Obliterated, it is. Yeah, and this is so. There's there is some depth. I'm not gonna I'm not necessarily gonna say you know it's not the Bible and the Tower of Babel and uh, <laughs> the mo- morality of whether to kill monsters or not uh, that we had last week. But there's a lot of contemplative mm-hmm. moments in the game where you're thinking about quite weighty subjects, mainly about death and the nature of death and the way that we experience life and death our own views of those things as well our feelings on those things mm-hmm. and that's one of the reasons again that it sets the tone that it does i think because a lot of people do have feelings of unease around those subjects or around that subject of absolutely death. yeah wow yeah to move on to something slightly less uh yeah merry christmas everyone <laughs> yeah the game itself is quite an interesting experiment for a lot of reasons one of the reasons though is that this is the second 3d zelda game and already they're sort of looking at how to play with the formula that they have what do you mean i was getting to that thank you sorry (laughs) so one of the things that they do here which i thought was quite interesting is that they break down in the legend of zelda ocarina of time you have three dungeons as child link then you have six i think dungeons as adult link plus the final dungeon when you where you're going up the um up the tower uh, in Hyrule Castle. That's like 10 dungeons and fairly meaty substantial dungeons. In yeah. this you have four main what they yeah, what they would call dungeons, four main dungeons and then interspersed between those are these slightly more fragmented experiences in order to get you from from dungeon 1 to dungeon 2. Like I spoke to you about the lead up to the Great Bay Temple or Great Bay dungeon whatever you want to call it, which is the water-based dungeon, which also involves a trip to a pirate fortress. So you have to go and rescue some Zora eggs from this pirate fortress in order to then solicit the help of a Zora who teaches you the song that allows you to get into the Great Bay temple obviously but then even before that so you got actually you got the goron mask yeah and you were right on the cusp then of the of everything that goes into getting to great bay temple Uh, and all the zora stuff in order to even to get to the beach you have to do a series of things that allow you to get epna back so that you can jump over the walls and stuff so they've taken the experience of zelda and they've broken it down a little bit more in a similar way i would say to breath of the wild Mm, that's
1: what i was just thinking
0: yeah they took the idea of the dungeon and they made these tiny mini dungeons and, yeah. and they became the the shrines this is like the proto experience of that and they sort of they do that here and then they shy away from it for the, the ensuing games the the games that come after this and then they come they return to it with breath of the wild so um yeah i don't know whether whether that was on purpose whether they looked back at majora's Mask and, and went well we had something there let's explore mm-hmm. it or or what but there's definitely a, an echo of it i would say the 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 structure of this game in breath of the wild
1: I was thinking while you're talking, it might be because you mentioned about it being the Zoras. I'm thinking about in Breath of the Wild, the area with the Zoras where it's constantly raining and you, you sort of ascend that mountain. Yeah. Like, it's like a pass mm. that you go up. And then at the end of it, it culminates with getting the, the elephant's divine beast a lot yeah. and there's an ability i can't quite remember why but that that was I the first area of the map i went to
0: i think it is for a lot of people i think yeah that the game is very canny at actually funneling people yeah. a certain way and a lot of people do end up going that way uh first i you think it's to make because a conscious from... choice not to kakariko village it sort of mm. it shows you that being the first one whereas when
1: it's i closest. played it through a second time i decided to i didn't even go to kakariko village i went off to the desert first uh, and mm. uh getting through into the desert with three hearts uh, was quite difficult but i managed it in the end uh, just because i really like mm. the desert area and the deserts great
0: yeah i did too yeah so that's another thing i suppose um to mention it thwarts expectations in other ways as well so you expect gorons to be a certain type of and to live in a certain place and so on. But actually, when you go up the mountain to see the Gorons in this one, it's not like a fiery place. It's a snowy, snow-capped peaks. Oh, okay. Um, and the whole area is snow, snow-based. snow So, yeah, it's trying to mess around with the conventions that you've learned in the previous game, even though they only really set those conventions in, <laughs> in that previous, previous game. game so, yeah. yeah, it's it's really interesting just for that. They've done it. you said about the Master Sword while we were playing Uh and they've actually done away with the mass sword for this game It, it doesn't exist in this game instead you have the opportunity to create a razor sword i think it's called the razor sword when you have it forged it lasts for 100 hits and okay. then it reverts back to being the Kakiri sword, right? which again has an e- echo in Breath of the Wild of, of swords breaking, of weapons breaking. Yeah, true. You can upgrade that by having someone work on it and you get one called the Gilded Sword, which is quite a nice looking orange blade. Then finally, the most powerful one is the Great Fairy Sword and you get that from, from the Great Fairies. So again, it is the same Zelda that you know, but not quite in the way that you expect yeah
1: well while we're talking about that the expecting one of the main mechanics of this game is this using the masks to change into other characters and then use their mm. abilities so i changed into the goron physically as the goron version of link the goronified version of link walking around clock he, yeah. he was so bulky and physically mm. lumbered i really liked it because i could feel that it was a different character and then you could then cut him into the ball and roll which was like sonic and then punch things mm. however Within
0: that, the whole taking the mask off and putting it on was horrible. That feeds into this sense of unease, the tone of horror and unease that they're trying to bring about. Incidentally, I did explain to you, I didn't explain on mic though, that the each of the masks, each of those main masks at least, the Goron, the Zora and the Deku mask that help you uh, through the game, each of those is actually the trapped soul of an actual person in the world and certainly for the Goron and the Zora you have to extract that soul from the dying being Jeez. and it's, it's using the song of healing so it's actually like a rescue of somebody that's dying
1: but when you put the mask on it's this this whole like screaming in pain and and it's the yeah. contorted face and
0: I imagine it's probably because you're fusing two mm. human be well not human beings you're fusing two beings together and that can't be comfortable in any, no. <laughs> in any way <laughs> at all.
1: During my playthrough, I unlocked the Goron mask and the Daki mask at the start, and then I managed mm. to get the Great Fairy mask as well. Which other masks are available, and what are the powers they bestow? Yeah, you didn't
0: actually use the Great Fairy mask, did you? Um, Not for the purpose it's designed the, for. No, I just put it on for a you Just gawked at it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Great Fairy mask is uh, that helps you in in each of the temples, the main temples. You can find you're tasked with finding those 15 parts of fairies great fairies and if you bring them bring 15 back to the great fairy fountain you get given a power of some kind and yes yeah, so the the great fairy mask helps you find those uh sort of rumbles when you go close to one uh there are there are lots of masks there are 24 masks i believe jeez really um, yeah, there's, wow. there's the Deku mask, the Zora mask, the Goron mask. Then there's things like there's a stone mask or something like that, and that lets you sneak past certain enemies, like you become invisible to certain mm. enemies. Um, and actually, there are variations on that theme as well, because there's a Gibdo mask. Uh, Gibdo is one of the enemies um, in Zelda. And that, again, if you wear that, it will let you sneak past Gibdos, uh, but just the Gibdos. At one point, shortly after the bits that you did, you have to chase down a giant skeleton. And if you chase down the giant skeleton, he gives you a mask that has his soul trapped in it. uh, Right. Running theme. And you can then use that to control the skeleton enemies in Majora's Mask as well. I mean, it's a big old list. The The big one, the biggie is that at the end of the game, when you go up into the moon to fight Majora's Mask and, and get the mask back, you put into this, like, it's quite a strange place. And it's a shame we obviously didn't have time to get to it. But inside the moon is like this quite lush... Uh, meadow with a tree in the middle and then off off the edge off the side of that you have the option of either going straight into the boss battle against Majora's mask or you can you have the option of swapping masks with right. these kids that are in the in the moon of course each one will want like four or five I think it is and if you swap all of your masks away if you if you've collected all 20 odd masks and you swap them all away with these kids they give you what's called the fierce deities mask and that is a huge like transformation for link and, and changes you into like this god type figure wow a god version of link and he becomes like very muscular and very and much taller and he's got white hair and a white um white and blue Uh, suit so there is even though some of the masks only have very limited uses and some of them are only to get like the odd heart piece or whatever if you can collect them all it makes the boss battle one a little bit more fun a little bit more epic because you you like a super saiyan link and two a little bit easier as well on you Which, again, if you think about it, is is the basic premise of Breath of the Wild. (laughs) Because you can either charge headlong at the castle and take on Ganon with nothing, or you can get the powers of the divine beasts and power up, charge up, and get a little bit more Mm. capable and well-equipped. And another um, Breath of the Wild so yeah, link. I hadn't thought of that either. Another Breath of the Wild link,
1: as you were talking as well, the Gibdo mask, where you said that you wear it and those enemies
0: don't bother yeah, you. Yeah, there are the hoods, aren't there? Yeah. Mm, from the Monster Man. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, uh, yeah. They, that might well be a link as well. I've never really thought about the links between Majora's Mask and Breath of the Wild, but it's quite interesting, having sat down now and and sort of made a few, mm. that they there are quite a lot
1: you can actually get
0: obviously Majora's Mask as part of the expansion pack how can you in Breath of the Wild yeah you can find it I don't remember what use it has but I think Nintendo
1: with with Zelda games they like to put these little references because they there's that whole timeline isn't there that that they are supposedly or linked in some way and I think they like to do these allusions to each each game
0: they do and they don't there is a timeline the timeline's a strange beast but Breath of the Wild is something else altogether in so much as they all follow like their distinct paths and they all have certain that's you know there are a few callbacks but Breath of the Wild is absolutely packed with them like there are tiny ones like there is on the right hand side of the map on Breath of the Wild there's a series of very tall islands Mm -hmm. and I think they are named after Tingle. Oh okay. Who Incidentally, his first appearance is in yes. Majora's Mask, and, and he was just as different... weird as
1: I anticipated.
0: Yeah, he's very strange. Thirty-five-year-old
1: fairy boy. He's got a, he's got a reputation, so I was aware of him from that. But I've never. He he has a spin-off game as well, I think, on the, the DS. Yeah.
0: yeah, I can't remember what it's called. It has a funny name. Yeah, I can't either. But yeah, not supposed to be very good. But neither here nor there, I suppose. <laughs> the tingles a funny. Ting- tingles a strange. Strange character uh, in a lot of ways. Breath of the Wild is packed full of references to all the other games in a way that no other uh zelda game is like they do maybe accidentally sometimes um and sometimes on purpose have links or allusions to one another uh but breath of the wild takes that to another level in lots and lots of ways but that is a conversation for another day absolutely would be here all night you've never completed this game you're gonna would ask you, me
1: mm. would you complete the game based on the strength of the playthrough tonight
0: so one of the things that i i said in the first half i've started this game again on the virtual console i actually had it on the wii and then it was transferred over to the wii u so i played it on the wii u most recently a couple of years ago i got to the stone tower temple which is the fourth and final before you uh, go on to the moon right and i stopped and i can't remember why i stopped Mm. but i stopped and i feel like one i shouldn't have but two i would happily go back to it i was really enjoying it more on the second go as an adult than i did as a child it was too intimidating as a child yeah which again is quite interesting because zelda games are poo-pooed by some people for their ease for the lack of difficulty the most difficult part of this game is the mental place that it puts you in <laughs> and yeah, being able mind. to cope with the pressure and the stress of managing the the uh, three-day cycle mm-hmm. effectively um and for me, as a 12-year-old, it's too much. Yeah. I, I Happy to say, yeah. as an adult, I'm much more capable competent at it. <laughs> Good, I'm glad. So, yes, I will, yeah.
1: I cannot believe the short time frame this game's turned around in. I, I know we talked about it a little bit the first half, but now to have actually played it myself, there is just so much in here.
0: It's dense. So yeah. dense. Yeah. And so well realised as well. You, I think at one point you were marvelling over just how characterful the mm. transformations are. I, I think they're even more so when you... Um, experience them as part of the grander narrative the 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 full package as much of the packages as certainly as i've played and if you're familiar with the law of ocarina of time
1: the fact mm. that he's then playing about with that and i think the game as a whole is, is so unique isn't it did uh, the, the whole the whole time cycle thing who are we recommending it to not kids
0: it mm. is my <laughs> unless yeah. you're a very capable child i i wouldn't i'm sure The challenge probably is completely doable by kids but for the most part I think that the time management is maybe beyond a lot of them. It was beyond me so maybe that's unfair to modern children. Even regardless of the
1: time management I played through Breath of the Wild with my daughter who was actually managed to able to solve some of the shrines that I couldn't do as a four-year-old which I felt quite uh, foolish about but that's a story of another day. I think for her the Atmosphere of the game would get under her skin and potentially Mm. uh, give her nightmares. Oh yeah, she's way way too young. Yeah, I watched Spirited Away with her last weekend, and she and she really and she really enjoyed it. And I I have watched it for years, and uh, but Mm. she said that she found No Face isn't it? Yeah, No Face. She found him quite scary, and actually, yeah, I I, I can see that. So I think for the the atmosphere of the game alone, I wouldn't recommend it to to children.
0: When I was talking about kids, I was even talking about sort of um getting on for being teenagers i think anyone teenage teenager and up is probably uh gonna have a good time with this game yeah anyone anyone 13 and below maybe would but for the most part is going to find one thing that undoes them whether it's the tone or whether it's the demands of managing the the time loop one of those things will undo them
1: so the last question, where is this game
0: available? Mm, that's a good question because it has had lots of iterations. So it came out on the N64. It came out as a bonus disc on the GameCube with several other Zelda games. And that is now a collectible and goes for a fair amount of money.
1: What, did they do like a, a Mario All-Stars type thing, but for Zelda? Yeah, it was actually didn't that, then. yeah. Didn't it that. was.
0: It had it had Ocarina of Time, this, I think it had Zelda 1 and Zelda 2 on as well so it was all for those games and nice. it was given away as a pre-order bonus in america and then sold Jeez. with the first yeah it was sold as oh sorry that was for wind waker a pre-order bonus for the wind for wind right. waker on gamecube and then in the uk and europe i think it was packaged with the game initially and then subsequent later print into the game didn't have that disc i might have got that wrong i know that it was definitely the pre-order <laughs> bonus in in the u.s and I think it was the case of what I've said in the U- in the UK. So there was some availability, but it was very limited and it certainly wasn't yeah, so you could free It was buy a limited retail. edition. And it was an amazing limited edition thing yeah, to give away, really actually, as well, I think. From there it was on virtual console, on the Wii and the Wii U, but obviously that's gone by the wayside. You can yeah. get it on the 3DS at the moment, you can buy it for that, and you can you can sort of download it on the eShop on the 3DS, 3DS how long are that will be? cheap now aren't they oh yeah they are I don't know how much this will be though I would no. be surprised if it is as cheap as you think it might be oh, they're probably about 20 quid well like I say shall I check very quickly to see how yeah. much it is on 3DS Um, but that personally isn't my preferred way to play the game, I think it actually plays better on the N64. There was a thing that they fixed on the 3DS version that, that actually limited people's ability to play it. And it was the hot, the water hop okay. that the Deku mask does. They changed that so that it was, it didn't work the same way. And it meant that it was actually more difficult in the remake oh. to get from platform to platform. And they they thought they were fixing it. Right. But it turned out it was a feature rather than a bug. But they just didn't realize. <laughs> right. Right, so if you want to buy a new copy of Majora's Mask 3D on the 3DS, you are going to pay how much? Do you want to take a guess? 20, standing by that. You're saying 20, right? It's £45 on Amazon. Really? Yeah, and that's what I mean. So it's not widely accessible.
1: Seven or eight years ago.
0: Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So, yeah. I'm hoping that that is going to change with next year because next year is the 35th anniversary of Zelda, the series, and we had our little um, shindig for Mario this year, and I'm hoping that there's going to be something similar for, for Zelda mm-hmm. next year, which hopefully will include uh, some kind of collection of Zelda games, or at least making them available on the um, Nintendo Online service. Yeah, I mean, that surely be lovely. they've got to. I would have thought so, yeah. It really makes no sense for Majora's Mask to be on the 3DS and and not on the Switch, in my view. Yeah, yeah it's certainly something
1: that I would play through. I have really enjoyed Is it re- playing I, it tonight. Yeah, genuinely I genuinely really liked it. I forgot to
0: return that question. And I was thinking, I was a bit dreading asking you what you thought, to be honest, because I thought it might be another RimWorld scenario where I thought you were well into it. And and you turn around and go, no, I, I'm i not going to play that ever again. <laughs> but actually, you, you're more into it than yeah. I expected.
1: I think all the touchstones of the game, the the whole mask situation, it reminded me of Mario Odyssey and the the Groundhog Day aspect of the game. The fact it was a bit like the Truman Show, the way the characters all moved. These are all like my favourite things. Um, It just amalgamates them all together and I really enjoyed it. I I thought it was great. I really did. Right, well, thank you for bringing that, Ashley. And thank you for listening. Next week's episode is due to come out on the 24th, Christmas Eve itself. Yeah. What better way to ring in Christmas than... Listen to us banging on about games.
0: Yeah. Lots There's, of games as well. We won't tell you what we're going to talk about, but oh, lots of okay. games to talk about next
1: to, I was going mm. to tease, but it's okay. You're going no, to the bubble. Blanket
0: secrets. There's going to be a special yep. episode,
1: but you'll have to download to find out
0: what. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be quite a nice episode as well, so join us. Something to listen to while you're
1: into your Christmas dinner. Socially distanced, idea. of course. Good mm. Or yeah. not at all, of course. <laughs> if you've enjoyed listening, you can come find us on all the socials. Uh, if by all the socials you mean Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, then yes, we're on all the socials. We're not on the other ones, but we're on those ones. Or you can drop us an not email. Not in social
0: clubs, neither. No one is. Mm-hmm. Not at the moment, anyway. The one local tours had a massive outbreak. So Yeah, that's why. It's it? probably best to stay away. Yes, yeah, so that's probably best why
1: it's... Uh, that's probably why it's best just to contact us on the social media rather than yeah. social clubs. And that uh, we'll see. YouTube's. And we'll see you next week for that special episode that we're not talking about.
0: Yeah. Bye. Bye.